0: Welcome to Two Harmless Randos with your hosts, Christine and Mary. We're excited to share this interview with our very first guest, Mayor Cromwell. She'll be talking about an important and inspiring annual event she co-created that's happening on Saturday, October 21st. In this first of a two-part interview, we'll hear Mare's origin story, learn about the divinely inspired Thousand Goddesses Gathering Global Grid, which debuted in 2016 in, of all places, the Washington Mall, and how the Math Institute will be measuring the event's energetic effects on the planet. Mayor Cromwell is the founder and executive director of the Great Mother Love Way. She's a humble servant to Mother Gaia and Mother's spiritual councils. As an internationally known Gaia mystic and high priestess, visionary, healer, and award-winning author, she's committed to help birth New Earth. For over 26 years, she has studied with various indigenous elders, as well as other gifted mentors. Her books include Messages from Mother, Earth Mother, The Great Mother Bible, and the best-selling Return to the Mother World. Mary leads a year-long program called The Great Mother Way, She also initiated and co weaves an annual spiritual global grid of ceremonies, along with other global grids of ceremonies. These unified fields of ceremony offer deep healing to Mother Gaia and all of her sacred seen and unseen ones, all to lay the groundwork for the full birthing of the new earth. Join us in our conversation with Mare. So welcome, Mare. Thank you so much for
1: joining us. I'm really honored to be here. I, I think this will be fun to, to talk with you guys. Yeah, yeah. And I get to ask you some questions that I
0: haven't had a chance to ask you over the past few years or several years that we've known each other. So this will really exciting. <laughs> and we know you're doing a lot of really amazing work in the world. And we would love to hear your origin story. Like, how did you get here to this moment?
1: You know, I would say there are various phases of my life that have been origin stories, I guess. But the um, the biggest one, uh, the doozy, I would say, where things really shifted in my life was in the early summer of 2012. And I had just been diagnosed with lymphoma at, right at the end of May 2012 and had already made a commitment to meet an Algonquin medicine man to To do a ceremony for Gaia, and he had been communicating closely, working very closely with Gaia for many, many years. She actually appeared to him one time on a trail as a uh, sort of a column of wispy vapor, and they had a three hour long conversation. so so she requested of of the of the two of us, asked him to ask me the month before whether we would be willing to do a ceremony for her. And at the time, I was like, you know, of course, yes, I would love that. I always loved doing ceremony anyway. And I'd already been studying with a Cherokee teacher for 14 years um, before that, prior to that, and she and I had parted ways about a year and a half before uh, this ceremony was scheduled. And uh, but anyway, so then I was diagnosed with a lymphoma a few weeks after the, the request came forward and i just knew i had to be at the ceremony regardless of how I was feeling um i was freaking out as you can imagine and the ceremony was to take place in the northern part of pennsylvania near the new york state border uh so i drove up there four days after the diagnosis and met with the algonquin man medicine man and we got a hotel room um because we were going to be there for at least two nights we had to, you know, arrive, do the ceremony the next day, et cetera. And right before the ceremony started, we were in a forest. We found a beautiful area in a forest there in this park in uh, New York state. He said to me that he was going to be bringing mother or Gaia's energy and consciousness into me, into my energy body, but he didn't know how we were going to disconnect afterwards. And my response in that moment was I'm not really concerned about whatever is meant to happen because I just trusted that whatever was meant to happen was going to be the appropriate right thing like I trusted mother Um, and right at the end of the ceremony mother started talking to me very clearly and the first thing she said was that She said, if you surrender to me, to the extent I will ask you to surrender, I will help you heal from the cancer without the doctors. And that's what happened over the next 14, 15 months. I had all sorts of wild things happen though, too. all these miracles, like, you know, um, 10 days after uh, that ceremony, I was back in Maryland. And I got a very clear request. And I knew it was mother speaking through the dolphins and whales, but the dolphins and whales came in on the spirit plane and requested that I go to the ocean, uh, the coast of, um, I went to uh, Chingateague and Assatig is one of my go-tos uh, for a retreat in Maryland, in Virginia. And on the way to the the coast, to the shore, I filled my car up with you know to full i had a, a golf diesel you know vw golf diesel and the gas gauge stayed on full for 110 miles which was really weird <laughs> and kind of freaking me out and uh, not kind of it was very much freaking me out because i thought oh god now i have a mechanics bill to deal with and i was living off my savings at the time and Working on another book, I just started another book because uh, you know I'd written one book that came out in two thousand two called "If I Gave You God's Phone Number," and I had even hired a writing coach to the tune of like four thousand dollars. And I was working on this book, and then Mother came into my life, boom, along with the cancer diagnosis, and so on the way to the beach, the gas gauge was stayed on full. And I'm looking at this going, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I don't need another mechanics bill. Oh dear, what's going on? And then finally, after 110 miles, started going down normally, like it was, you know, as it would have normally done without being stuck on full. And I said to mother, because we were talking a lot, and I said, You must be doing this. And she said, Yes, this is so you can trust me, my daughter. I'm taking care of you. And and the stories just go on from there. Um You know i i went to the ocean i was there for a couple of days got a hotel room um did ceremony uh, you know late at night early in the morning sunrise ceremony but mother asked me then to put the other book aside and to do the first book with her with her and she uh she gave me the title messages from mother earth mother and she gave me all the chapter headings and I mean, I knew all the, I knew the what the book was going to be about um, by the end of that night. And then she gave me one of the full messages, which is to us women, her daughters. Um, and then that book was done in five weeks as soon as I got back from the beach. So it's a kind of a short book, but it was, so I went full in immersion with mother and I still am, <laughs> still am in immersion. Wow. Yeah that's
0: really powerful stuff. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I, and I'm sure there's so much more too. I would love to hear that at some point, the, the multitude of multitude of miracles. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. There are more.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so what are you doing right now? Um, in, in service to
1: Gaia? Uh, I'm listening a lot to her. I'll, I'll start out with that. Um, I'm going through a, a bit of a quiet phase. Uh, you know, I've been sick the past few weeks and that kind of kind of knocked me out a little bit. Uh, work-wise, I am gearing up for the next thousand goddesses gathering, Global Grid, which is a project that mother asked me to take on first in um, 2016, she gave me the message 2015. I'm leading the Great Mother Love Way classes. I teach a year long course called the Great Mother Love Way that mother asked me to organize. Um, first, the first set of classes started in uh, 2019. And uh, yeah, you know, gearing up to possibly go to Norway this coming winter to do some events and work with a very close friend who's an an amazingly gifted animal communicator. She's actually working on a book of um, messages from the Northern Lights, she's just phenomenal. So we've been talking about my coming to visit her and spending time with her with the Northern Lights. Uh, So that's kind of fun and exciting. We've just confirmed that we're gonna do this probably at the end of March or so. And, uh, but I'm just stating a little in the midst of all this, you know planning for the global grid and uh there's a there's there's stuff sort of simmering in the background of some new projects and courses that uh aren't fully clear yet so i'm i'm listening uh spiritually listening for the guidance there mayor can you tell us a little bit more about the thousand goddesses gathering like what is it and what inspired it and maybe how it's evolved over the years sure i first heard about this tibetan prophecy of when a thousand goddesses or tibetan taras unite it will shift the tone of our sacred earth from fear to compassion and i first heard about it because i was on facebook in late fall 2015 and uh, Claire Dubois, who founded Tree Sisters, was talking about that prophecy as a way to raise money, to ask women to raise money to reforest the planet, basically. And as soon as I read it, Mother said to me, and you're going to organize that in the physical. It was like, boom. And I was like, I, you know, I gulped and I'm like, wow. I said, and you're going to help, right, Mother? Because that's a big project. And she said, of course, you know, so initially um, I thought that this was going to be like a weekend event, a big goddess festival uh, with ceremony held at some venue and we would have registration and we would have vendors and it was going to be this big event. But oh no, one of my credos is mother has a plan. So Fast forward into the summer of 2016, and I was working with another woman and we were starting to do this planning for this big event that would be a retreat type of, you know, or goddess festival. And mother woke me up at five in the morning in late July 2016 and said, this event needs to happen this fall before the elections in Washington, D.C. It was like, boom. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So I, I got out of bed at like 5.15. I'm like, I looked at the calendar on the wall and I said, well, okay, what what date, mother? When do you want us to do this? And she, she signified that she wanted it to be the 3rd October in 2016. And so we scrambled, you know, I was able to rally a big group of volunteers and uh, got a high priestess who is an Oshun high priestess to lead the ceremony. Um, I mean, just all these people came together. It was very intense. I never organized a, an event on the Washington Mall. It's not a small thing to do. and uh, But we did it. And in the middle of the ceremony, uh, I found out later that night from some very gifted light workers. in the middle of the ceremony, a massive conduit of white light came in from off planet, right into where we were and radiated the ground there very deeply and then radiated out and cleared all these dense energies from the heart of DC. And when I found that out later that night from a very gifted light worker who saw it, <clears throat> I went, oh, okay. Now I know why mother wanted this to happen because what it did was it it was in a very concentrated way, cleared these heavier energies within a three mile radius of that part of the Washington Mall, which included the White House, the Capitol building, even the Pentagon building. And so I wrote up a spiritual report and sent it out to everybody who registered, who was there that day. Um, and one woman contacted me a few days later and said, you know, I work in the Pentagon and I have noticed a shift of a lot less sort of shadow masculine behavior in the Pentagon since the goddesses gathering. And she said, I thought it was me, but now I'm realizing it was the the ceremony and this huge white light that came in. So so that's what happened. Um, And we didn't have a thousand women attend that first time, but we definitely invoked more than a thousand goddesses and so then the event happened two to, two years later again on the washington mall um and now it has evolved into a global grid i got permission on the spirit plane i was like so grateful like you don't need to organize any more events on the washington mall <laughs> after 2018 it's just a lot a lot of work and and mary you were there you had a um a really lovely tent and you were offering healings there in 2018 i'm very grateful for you doing that but but that's the story behind it and it's hard to find information on the internet or, uh, or even contacting various Buddhist teachers about this prophecy. But there, there was one website where a woman talked about it. Um, and and there oh, there's actually an, a man from India who's an artist that he talks about it. So I have learned from some of the Native American teachers that I've studied with that many prophecies are not written down. And what I know is that Mother really wanted this to happen. So it's very powerful when a huge group of, um, or I would say it's very powerful when you have significant people with significant spirit teams do ceremony because the spirit teams that come in can really, really have a wonderful, positive impact on the planet. And this is what this global grid is about, this unified field of ceremonies.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more for people who um, aren't familiar with this idea, um, tell us a little bit more about the global grids, what they are, um, what they do.
1: Yeah, uh, so there are a number of groups um, who organize uh, global meditations. or or silent moments around the world, um, uh, prayers, uh, yoga-focused days around the world. And for what I'm being asked to do spiritually, it's about ceremony. It's about people coming together in their locations. So you have all these nodes around the planet of people doing ceremony and the people who are called to do it it's like they know they're called to do it or they're not called to do it are people who do a lot of ceremony for the most part not always you know some and i encourage people i said you know all you need to do is light a candle and be still and if you work with the virgin mary call her in if you work with mary magdalene call her in and then it can be far more elaborate than that but when there is this web of these ceremonies it weaves a field of energy that is tapping into all the spirit teams that are called in. And there are so many spiritual beings who are waiting for us to call on them to support us here on earth. I mean, I heard one woman talk about how she was interviewing Matthew Fox. I don't know if you know who Matthew Fox is, but he's really Um, well-known. Spiritual teacher, I'll say, was excommunicated Catholic priest. But he was talking with a woman who, um, very, very spiritual woman, but kind of a live, living a peasant life. But a very gifted spiritual woman somewhere in Europe, some place. I don't know exactly what country it was. And the woman said to him, you know, there are all these unemployed angels. There are all these spiritual beings that are beautiful who are serving mother, who are, Mother Gaia, who are waiting for us to call on them. Um, so this is what we do with this unified field this global grid of ceremonies is call on the spirit teams call on your spirit teams and we it's all woven together when there's that much luminous love coming in from all these ceremonies and all the spirit teams called in it actually clears the planet of denser energies it's like it off it brings a clearing forward yeah
0: yeah Thanks. Yeah, and you, you had mentioned these global efforts like um, days of meditation or, or days where people come together over one thing. And that reminds me of the work of the, the Heart Math Institute.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's very exciting this year that the HeartMath Institute has agreed to actually monitor on the day of the global grid, October 21st, uh, for a two hour period of time, any shifts in the uh, heart coherence energies across the planet, they have these technologies that people have um, agreed to be citizen scientists for them. And so there's, it's like a, I don't really know what you call it, it's this round thing, and you plug it into your Wi Fi and it's plugged into the wall, of your electrical system, and it's just on 24 7. And by people hosting these, it allows the HeartMath Institute to collect data from their, I forget what they're called, but anyway, um, their technologies that are in people's homes in different parts of the world. Like they have a cluster of them in South Africa and a cluster in some different parts of Europe and clusters in North America. And uh, they're actually seeking to expand the numbers of these technologies Um, if people want to do this and work with the heart math institute because they're constantly using them with different uh global grids or unified fields to because it's a way to measure the rising or the changes in the heart coherence energies around the planet but they're going to be doing this for us you know i had some meetings with the director of research and it's very exciting this is happening it's a little interesting for us because people who do their ceremonies within the thousand goddesses gathering global grid generally do them wherever it's most whenever it's most conducive during that day and so we're going to have ceremony starting in new zealand which is going to be uh the night before for me here on the east coast of the united states so the the recommendation is if people can do it between 12 and 2 p.m eastern standard time or eastern time beautiful if not then just do it whenever you can and I'm certain that their technology is gonna measure something. So we'll just see what's gonna happen, but it's very exciting to think that we might actually have some data, but there are no promises. I mean, Roland McCready, the head of research, there, her heart math says, look, we don't know what's gonna happen, so we can't make any guarantees. I'm like, I get it. But, but I will also add that uh, it has been interesting the past few years with these global grids, uh, to have people contact me for a couple of days afterwards and say, I really felt a difference. I really felt shifted. So they're experiencing something and you know, a woman in Germany, somebody out in California. Uh, So something happens during this. Um, All I know is that mother wants this to happen and she wants us to keep on doing it. Uh, And hopefully we'll have some data this year from the HeartMath Institute, which would be really exciting. Thanks for listening
0: to Two Harmless Randos. You can check out our show notes for more info on the topics we discussed today. You can learn more about Mare and her work at greatmotherlove.earth.